Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. We are 257 days, 11 hours, 19 minutes, and 3 seconds away from opening day of turkey season in Alabama. I am your host, Andy Galliano, the only person I know to turn down a starring role in Magic Mike XXL, and you are listening to episode 40, America, Wild Turkeys, and Mongrel Dogs with Sally Morgan. It's a pretty neat episode we have here, and I will get into it a little bit more here in just a minute. Before I do, I would like to thank SR Mike 214 SR Mike 214 left a review on iTunes for the Turkey Hunter podcast, and he says, Five stars, the essential turkey hunting podcast. This podcast helped me be successful during my first turkey season. Andy is extremely knowledgeable, and his guests are very helpful. I look forward to each new episode. SR Mike 214, thank you very much for your review. Man, I'm stoked that this podcast actually helped you be successful during your first turkey season. That is awesome. Really excited about that. That is great news. I'm glad to know that the information on the show is paying off for you guys, and I'm happy to share my limited knowledge of turkey hunting with you, but also very glad to share the extensive turkey hunting knowledge of all of my guests on the show. I'm very excited about that, and I'm very excited that this helped you be successful. And just to continue that line of success out for you, SR Mike 214, you are the winner of the June drawing for a Turkey Hunter Podcast t-shirt. So I need you to hit me up. Send me an email, please, to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Send me your t-shirt size and your mailing address, and I should have a t-shirt out to you within about a week. It's a pretty cool-looking t-shirt. It's going to look just like the cover art for the show. So send me that email with your information, and I'll get a t-shirt out to you. Thank you for leaving a review. So for everyone else, don't forget, if you haven't left a review, please go and leave a review on iTunes and leave me a five-star rating. That's greatly appreciated, and it will put your name in the hat for the drawing for July for a Turkey Hunter podcast t-shirt. Also, if you're listening to the show and you have not subscribed to the show, please do so. That helps with our rankings on iTunes, and it also helps other people to find the show. It helps new listeners to be able to find the show. Subscribing does not cost a dime, so there's no reason not to do it. And you will be sure to get notification of the most recent episode once it's posted. So take a quick second to subscribe and you'll be all set. You guys know I like to share stories with you from time to time about interesting things, funny things that go on in my life or when I'm enjoying my time out in the woods. So this past Sunday, I made plans with a friend of mine, Rocco, who's in my hunting club, to go check out a new piece of hunting property because we're losing about 800 acres of the 1,800 acres that we hunt in southwest Alabama. We're losing about 800 acres this year, and we're trying to pick up some additional land to make up for that. So Rocco and I have identified some property, and this past Sunday we decided to go take a look at it. 
I told Rocco to bring his fishing gear and we would go fishing over at my property in Chilton County, which is just south of Birmingham, about 45 minutes or so. And there's a lake on my property that has some pretty good fishing in it. So we were going to go fishing there after we checked out this piece of hunting property in southwest Alabama. So we get down to the property. We're walking down one of the roads, doing a little scouting around, and we hear something. Rocco and I both stop. We look over to the right, and Rocco says, what is that, a rabbit? And I look, and I said, no, there's two turkeys right there. At about 20 yards off the side of the road were two hen turkeys. And he said, there's baby turkeys right there. To the left of the two hen turkeys, about 10 yards or so, there were probably eight poults standing there looking at us. And of course, they all kind of scurried off a little bit deeper into the woods to get away from us. But I was pretty excited about that. I always get very excited when I see poults, especially when they get to that size where they can fly, because there are so many dangers in the woods for turkey eggs and turkey poults that it's crazy that we even have turkeys that reach adulthood. When you think about the number of nest predators and the number of poult predators that are out there that are killing these birds before they can ever fly. So these birds were big enough to be able to fly and I've got a good feeling that the majority of those birds are going to live to adulthood. So I was pretty excited about that. So we walk back to the truck after seeing these turkeys. Get in the truck, we drive down a little bit further and I turn off of the paved road onto an old logging road that was grown up with weeds. I get about 150 feet down that road and I realize that I have made a big mistake. I am driving on top of two ruts created by a skitter. And I look out of the driver's side window and I'm on top of the rut. And I look down and I see that these ruts are about two feet deep. I don't know how in the world I managed to drive 150 feet down this road on on top of skitter ruts in a road that are perfectly as wide as my tires and they just happen to be as wide as my truck but I did so I stop I get out I look around there's nowhere to turn around without getting the tires down in these ruts which was going to high center my truck and I was going to be stuck so the only option was to back out well I made it about halfway the rear end of the truck slid off of the top of the ruts and down into the ruts and Rocco and I were stuck but fortunately we were able to flag somebody down pretty quick and I can't believe it this guy his name is Gene and Gene had about 10 toe straps that were tied together already tied together I should say in the back of his truck he says tie this onto your truck I'll stay here on the paved road and I'll pull you out well, the toe straps just happened to be long enough so that we could tie my truck to his truck and his truck would not have to get off of the paved road onto the old logging road with the ruts and possibly get stuck. So he very quickly was able to pull us out, which was great. Rocco and I load up. We head to Chilton County to my lake, pull in the gate, and there's a gobbler standing on the side of the road just out in one of the fields hanging out. So we watched him for a minute from the truck, watched him ease back into the woods. So we left, hit the lake, went fishing, had a great afternoon of fishing. We caught several good-sized fish. I brought about five or six bass home that were under the size limit for us to keep and had those for dinner. So that was a pretty good Sunday afternoon for me. Despite getting the truck stuck, it was not a big ordeal. We were able to get the truck out very quickly. We found a new piece of hunting property, saw some turkeys, and caught some fish. And I am having a hard time finding anything wrong at all with that day. So, hey, let's get into this week's interview. This week, I have Sally Morgan who is with Morgan's Americana. I've got Sally on the show, and Sally is going to tell us all about Morgan's Americana, and we are going to talk about America, wild turkeys, and mongrel dogs. So what does that mean? Check it out. Listen in. I hope you guys enjoy the interview, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. I'm very excited to have on the line with me today Sally Morgan. And Sally is the owner and president of Morgan's Americana. And I've got her on the line today because I follow Morgan's Americana on Twitter. And Morgan's Americana follows the Turkey Hunter podcast on Twitter as well. 
And so I've been seeing these tweets come across my feed in Twitter about wild turkeys and turkey hunting. And so I said, you know, I've got to go check out this Morgan's Americana a little bit more in depth. And so I did. And what I found was something that I thought was extremely interesting. It's a great story. And I wanted to get Sally on the phone with us today to tell us a little bit more about the story. And I had originally planned for this week's episode to be a short little 4th of July holiday type of episode. And this interview is right along the lines of what I'd intended for this week's show to be about anyway, because one of the things that Morgan's Americana sells, promotes, has produced is a book entitled America, Wild Turkeys, and Mongrel Dogs. What better is there to talk about 4th of July than America, wild turkeys, and mongrel dogs. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can't think of anything else. When I, th- when I think of America, I think of wild turkey and mongrel dogs. <laughs> okay. That's so awesome. And, and I would love for just a whole lot of people think, to think of that, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us how you're doing and where you are. Oh, sure. Andy, I'm talking to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Go uh, Absolutely. <laughs> well tied. Ooh. That hurt to say, didn't it? <laughs> it did hurt. <laughs> that's, that's your uh, alma mater, I have just learned. So anyway, this book is, I'm going to let you get into the questions more, but America Wild Turkeys and Mongol Dogs is a book that my late husband, Kenny Morgan, a master turkey hunter, wrote and completed in, in 2011. And so I released it as a coffee table book last fall mm-hmm. here in Baton Rouge. In fact, we released at an event called the Louisiana Book Festival, and we're going to be back there this year. Uh, and his book and our coffee table presentation of it is going to be one of featured programs at the Louisiana Book Festival on the ca- ground of the Louisiana State Capitol on the Halloween night and Halloween day. Yeah. Well, and so you and I were talking before I started recording, and you were at the NWTF banquet this past February. I actually have been for a couple of years, haven't you? Yes, we have been. I and an an associate have gone to the National Wild Turkey Federation uh, National Convention that has been held in Nashville for many of the recent years. And so last year I was there promoting the coming of Kenny's book and then this year was there with a booth and had met lots of lots of great turkey hunters and past customers and new friends and it was a great great time you've got people there the likes of Brenda Valentine, Tess Randall Jolly, Preston Pittman you know some some bigger bigger names that I don't know personally, but lots of great people and just wonderful turkey hunting Americans that are there to find out about the newest thing, to connect up with their friends, to be first time vendor there as custom collar maker. It, it was it's a, it's a great place to be. Nashville, fantastic in yeah. and of itself. Well, I'm trying to figure out how I missed you while you were there last year with the booth. So I I hate that I did, but I'm glad that I found you now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Kenny and how this book all came about. Now, this is not just a book that he decided to write just out of the blue. I mean, Kenny lived turkey hunting from what you were telling me. He he, did. Yeah, he did. It's going to be hard for me to to not shut up if if you let me. Because okay. I, I, I met I met Kenny in 1992, and we were fast best friends and were married two years later. At the time, all I, I knew, we met at church, and I knew that he was a uh, turkey hunter. I heard people talking about him being like a, hunt, a turkey hunter. People would mm-hmm. refer to him as, you know, Turkey Morgan or... And, and it really wasn't until somehow, though, he was he was very understated, and he was not telling me, oh, well, I invented a turkey collar 30 years ago, and he wasn't saying, all of a sudden, that just caught me by surprise. And I didn't just, you know, he didn't tell me that he'd written the book, you know, mm-hmm. sold 6,000 copies in 1987, but I soon found that out. But I suppose one of the, uh, one of the great things that this book will tell you about We've got a forward by Burt Jones. 
former LSU quarterback, great NFL, most valuable player, was with, mm-hmm. in 1976 with Baltimore Colts. And Kenny and Bert met at LSU in 1970 when Kenny was a tutor at the athletic dorm. And this just kind of gets you back into that moment. Bert is talking in the forward, talking about that and how he just met Kenny and he was really smart and he had a biology degree. And, um, you know, all of a sudden here's this guy who self-trained botanist and forester, taking people turkey hunting, hunting. And, you know, soon he got to know a little bit more about Kenny's background that he had been hunting, you know, since he was, about him in prime turkey terrain, uh, Jackson, Louisiana, just 30 miles away from LSU. But, you know, and, and so he starts to recount about Kenny just mentoring and having fun with all the guys. And he said he made his role in laughter, his inimical imitations of wild turkey sounds and calls. And Bert says, and many of his friends swore that he had taken on the subtle appearance of a turkey. <laughs> But anyway, his, you know, he was a natural mentor. He was a natural teacher. He was, again, his area that he had just sort of was meant to study and teach was science and biology. And if you read anything that he says, you're going to know that you're reading something that was written by a teacher. You know that it's going to be by a biologist. You know that it's going to be by a storyteller, and you know that it's going to be by someone who loves God and the world that God places in. And he wanted to pass that passion on about just the majesticness of creation and the creation that we live in and the creation that God made of us, and that there are just some natural things that that we need to do with creation and the instincts that we have, you know, in ourselves. And uh, passing those ways on and the love for the great outdoors is, is really a big part of what the book's about. I did yeah. mention that other book that he wrote. He wrote a book in 1987 called Turkey Hunting a One-Man Game. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of people talk about that book. A lot of people say that it's a book they read every year before turkey season. At this point, Kenny had been hunting for 30 years. He had developed and patented a turkey collar in the early 70s called the Morgan Collar, which is a tube-type turkey collar he patented in 1972. And that kind of surrounded him being around a bunch of LSU students. And he's a guy who's a big physics guy there figuring out about a resonating air column. And, you know, they get serious about (laughs) making this, improving upon this snuff can turkey collar. And, uh, you know, then he goes and gets a patent on it. And yeah. some of your listeners may have heard of that because Penny just got real prolific with making this collar. It was called the Morgan Collar, and it just gobbled like none other. But over the course of the 70s and early 80s, you know, way before I knew him, he made and distributed about 10,000 of them. Wow. Yeah. But all of that to say is that that's not really even, I don't think I've really said what the best thing that people have said about it in terms of being a hunter is that his his knowledge of the game species and the sounds and the calls that they made, being able to replicate them was just beyond profound. Just, you know, certain people would say that it was better than, than anyone that they knew. Yeah. And that's one thing that I kind of harp on on this show is that if you're going to hunt an animal and be as successful at it as you can be and be as good at it as you can be, you need to be a student of the animal and you need to know as much as you can. It's a wild animal, but you need to know as much as you can that animal's habits, patterns, what it likes, when it likes it, what it doesn't like, when it doesn't like it. You need to know the body movements. You need to know everything that you can know about that animal to be as successful in hunting it as you can and to really increase your enjoyment while you're hunting it. And so that is something that really kind of stands out to me when you say that about Kenny is his study of the bird. And I think any good turkey hunter has to study the bird. And so that's really a few of the quotes that I saw that you've posted from the book on Twitter were about the bird and really caught my eye because they are quotes that I feel like people can really learn from. So you're picking things out of the book and posting those on Twitter that I felt like people needed to read and learn to learn more about the animal. So that was something that really kind of stood out for me out of what you've, you know, the things that you posted on Twitter. Well, that's right, Andy. I mean, it's, there's so many things, again, I'll tell you, he, 
Kenny was a storyteller. I mean, it was like he, in who he was, he wrote this book, he wrote Turkey Hunting, A One-Man Game, and he, as a messenger, as a person, it was all very integrated. I mean, I've kind of analyzed and thought about it, and it may have sound strange to some of us. I don't think it will. He, he was absolutely, he was an entertainer. Wow. I mean, and he used storytelling, and that was that was his method to use in teaching as well as mentoring. But you know, then he was an educator, and so he he wanted to to know and observe, and it just like brought him great joy. And he loved, oh my gosh, and just finding out about observing things and understanding from that viewpoint. And mm-hmm. then he he also was uh, you know an engager with people, so. The entertainer, educator, engager. He always talked about, and he talks about in the book, being a teacher. I mean, he never lost being a teacher. He took a few breaks, but then was right back in it. And he was coach yeah. too. But the everything he talks about, knowledge is connected with values. Mm-hmm. You've got things about somebody saying, well, coach, it's Morgan. Why? What is all this stuff? Why do we need to know about this? Well, you know, he and he used that thing that some kids don't understand, you know, why do we need to know that? Well, he made it all come to life. You know, he was able to teach a physics lesson by talking to them about a particular triangulation of an airstrike that he saw in Vietnam. And they all of a sudden, their eyes light up. Or he would be able to, in biology, you know, when he was generally teaching, he taught a number of different, in a number of different communities. Most places he taught were smaller town communities. And again, some of the things he talked about, like in the 70s, early 80s, in smaller town communities, no big deal to be having, talking about guns and hunting and bringing people into the classroom that, you know, promoted that kind of lifestyle. And, and it was a big part of the biology lesson. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the first book. It's more of a turkey hunting guide, is it not? Well, you could say that. And the, the kind of the differences, there's, there's probably two main differences. One, Turkey Hunting a One-Man Game is a shorter book, but it still has, like, it, it, it's divided into parts. The first one is about selected hunting experiences and kind of told from a storytelling point of view. The second part is about calling hunting and peculiarities of the wild turkey. So here he's getting into the more scientific, let me let me teach you about this. Let me help you to understand, you know, the art of calling springtime gobblers. You know, that, again, is from a biological perspective from years of, of, of observation. He's even got a chapter that for some reason I think is really cool. Do I really understand it? I don't know, but I love the title. It's called The Preferred Male. <laughs> so he has this whole chapter that tells you about, you know, the preferred male turkey. And then part three is what he calls management of turkeys and people. You know, and there he's kind of drawing you in to kind of engage, maybe maybe even a little bit on a spiritual, but that's definitely kind of tying the ethics into it. You know, he's talking about put something back, please be careful, the turkey hunting fraternity. Whereas, but again, this was a short book. People read it. You might say that it really is heavy on technique. But again, the whole first first part, which is roughly half of the book, is stories. And they just, you know, you're just going to be laughing. Right. The difference on American Wild Turkeys and Mongol Dogs, uh, well, the first thing that will be most evident is when you look at it, the book that we, my, my, myself and my team, published, in, independently published, came out last November 1. It is 100% Kenny's work, but it's like we took the screenplay and made it into a movie. Actually, right. I, I can't say that it was really, I'm not patting myself on the back either. I'm telling you, I had wonderful editors, managing director, artistic people, book designers, and I had Kenny's, Kenny's message. But what I will tell you is that it does look beautiful, and it's big. It is a coffee table book. It is a 100%, you know, full color. It is it's 333 pages long. It's hefty, but it is a hybrid in that it's not that kind of coffee table book that maybe, you know, that maybe there's some guy out there saying, oh, yeah, my wife's got some coffee table books. It's just a bunch of pictures. Well, this is hybrid because it's not just that. We took Kenny's words his complete manuscript, you know, there's a flow at it that you that you do. You have to do that very little changes and no, you know, no nothing substantive. But we 
accented it with professional wildlife photography, professional landscape photography. The landscape photography is from a, a known Louisiana photographer. The wildlife and nature photography, the turkey photography, the deer photography is from Tess Randall Jolly, which I was so lucky. I was so lucky to connect with her. Yeah. Through, I'll tell how I connected with her. I knew of Tess Randall Jolly because her photography has been, you know, in my radar for the last, say, 15 years because we used to do, you know, some light advertising in Turkey and Turkey Hunting Magazine, Turkey Call Magazine, and Brian Lovett was the editor of Turkey and Turkey Hunting, who's now, who's got a great uh, and well-deserved position at Turkey Country. But anyway, so I would, you know, talk with Brian every now and then. But Tess's work was in often on the cover of Turkey and Turkey Hunting. So I'm like, wow, Tess Randall Jolly. And, and Brian loved it last summer, said, well, you might be able to get in touch with her. And, and I did. And she was, you know, worked with me on some just, you know, a wonderful arrangement for me to, of course, purchase, but just some fantastic, I mean, close-up fighting gobblers, just beautiful. Yeah, and truly um, is. She truly is amazing. I actually, I had her on the show about two weeks ago. I and, know, I saw that. Yeah, and interviewed her. And, you know, we didn't get into a lot of the technical part of the uh, photographing and photography, but covered really how photographing wild turkeys can make us better turkey hunters. And so I just enjoyed that. She's a just a real pleasure to talk to. Very sweet lady. And my gosh, is she talented. I mean, she is, she has an eye for what the end product is going to look like before she presses the button on a camera. It's it's incredible. She really is good. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. That, Not at all. That, she is very talented. Yeah, you're telling, by mentioning her name, you're telling people the type of photography that's in this book because people will people listening to this show will know who Tess Randall Jolly is without a doubt so yeah but go ahead I'm sorry I, I had to throw that in there no not at Tess. all I wanted to throw her name in there right away so just just to give you an idea the book is big and it's very visually appealing and we wanted that and Kenny knew he you know we actually had done I mean when he finished the book back in 2011 like a couple of months before he died, he he was. I don't want to, you know, really get into the, you know. I mean, he had suffered from right. from stage four lung cancer, but he was very, very. You know, he he was a, a picture of you know how to choose life every day and how to live. Yeah. Just every day, looking forward to something and and, and you know leading our kids through that time. But he we, we printed it. We printed a hundred limited editions that a hundred people have copies of out there that he signed in 2011 and the end inscribed but again at that time it was a sort of like a university copy service type book that was covered with a, with a clear plastic cover and had a you know an illustration on the front but it was a large size he's and he had it in his mind he said i want this to be a coffee table book and it was so that's all we could do right then make it an eight and a half by 11 white perfect bound book mm-hmm. But now we have made it into a professional. It is independently published. I call myself an indie publisher. Mm -hmm. And everything that I have read about self-publishing, indie publishing, is that if you're going to do it, you have to do it as professionally as possible because people want, you know, they understand that a lot of people have access to doing self-publishing. And I'm not really, I really have not even done yet what a lot of the self-publishing boom is about, which is, you know, e-publications. Which right. there's still that possibility because I mean I have some writings of Kenny's that I, I can release in that matter, but it was most important to me to get out this beautiful message that he had. So let me bring back that back to what this book is about, and it's about this beautiful exterior, beautiful interior. Being that you're so close to this another great state of Georgia, I can tell you right now that my team was led by a, uh, a journalist by the name of Leslie Geyser, who lives in Athens, Georgia. And to give you an idea of the beauty of the book, she pulled together curated photography. So in other words, she kind of coordinated what Tess Randall Jolly, the choices that we wanted. And Tim Mueller is a Louisiana professional photographer. But as well, and this is so amazing, she had some connections in Athens. So there were two individuals who, one is currently 
employed with the University of Georgia Press. The other is retired. So I'm just going to say these people's names, but the jacket design is done by a woman named Erin New. She is, again, this was a freelance, but she is with University of Georgia Press. And he and Walton Harris did the interior design. And if you can imagine what it is involved, I can't. I mean, I, I like art and do some things. But to flow in all the design of words and photographs and look and nuance and concept of a 333-page book that has, you know, just a beautiful style to it. So it looks like a professional book. Here's a professional book. Again, the University of Georgia Press people, I think that word, that connection, you'll go, wow, it must be really, really beautiful. And it is. But again, Kenny's words, let me tell you the difference, getting back to the difference between the first book and this book. This book, he had a message. He He had an agenda because he started writing this book and he wrote on it for two years. And there were a couple things that he wanted to accomplish. One, it, it was an essay. It's a book of essays. So somehow that's a mongrel dog. And we can come back to that. But he wanted to weave in. He needed to say something to turkey hunters, America. Yeah. He wanted to say, look, things are dwindling. Our community life is dwindling. The way that people care for the standards by which they do things, by which how they relate to one another. It is, it's falling apart. And there's a couple of different ways to say it. One thing that he would say is that the way in which we engage in our recreation is very telling. So he was very opposed to quick sick type things. He had an understanding of how today's media impresses on people and lures people. And so he said, I get it. I understand. Today there is such pressure to produce. There is such pressure to be successful. So people are going to go out and do things that all they have to show is like, here's a picture. And they're not really being accountable for how they did it. And most of all, they're depriving themselves of the beauty of the artistry of the hunt. So yeah. that is part of the, the the essay. Another thing that he said early on, and I've got that there's a quote right here that he had written to our friend that turned out to be my uh, managing editor. He said a couple of years before he, he finished writing it, he said about the book, he said, she said, what do you intend to accomplish with the book, Kenny? And he says, my intent is to set standards by teaching the artistry of the hunt practicing cleverness and integrity in the pursuit of wild things. Very nice. Well, what you said about the look of the book being that it looks like a movie, really, I'm not making this up, but my wife is a web designer. And I had your website up on the screen after I talked to you about doing an interview today because I wanted to gather a little bit of information about the book, about you, about Kenny, to be able to at least sound somewhat educated about the topic, even though this is the first time you and I have ever spoken. And she saw this website and she said, oh my gosh, that website is beautiful. It looks like a movie. Oh. And so, and I'm assuming, I know that the picture on the homepage of the website is the picture on the cover of the book. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the other pictures on the website can also be found inside the book as well. Yeah, that's and right. And so, yeah, the the website is, it's really stunning to look at and to go through to check out. And so that's going to give the listeners an idea of what they're going to be in for when they get the book, at least visually speaking. So I think when looking at this, it's extremely impressive. And I'm looking forward to ordering my copy of the book and getting that and reading it and going through the pictures and really enjoying some time with it. So, well, tell us a little bit about Morgan's Americana and then kind of lead in from there to how people can get in touch with you and how someone can order one or both of the books as well. Okay. Thank you so much again for what you just said about the website. I'm going to just, I've got to give credit where credit is due in a couple of places, if you don't mind. That sure, ties please into. Do. But we, first of all, the, the whole, the kind of mechanics of the setup of our website was handled in the, in the background. 
it was set up by a, a, a company called the Day Group, the, in here in Baton Rouge, David Day. The beauty of the website was in terms of them put it, pulling it together for me. I said, well, my book managing editor and artistic director, she needs to be completely in charge artistically of the website. So Leslie Geyser, my friend and colleague of many years who, who did that for the book, did that for the website. So she was 100% in control of how it looked. And so it and the book, they really, they tie in. And the photograph that is on the front page of the website is the one that's on the front page of the book. And it is taken by an old friend, Louisiana native, Baton Rouge native, uh, Tim Mueller, Tim Mueller photography. So his the professional landscape photography on the cover and throughout the book with Tim. Okay. So uh, again, Morgan's Americana is a name that I kind of shifted. We, you know, Kenny was Morgan's turkey callers for so many years. You know, that that's one thing that we really haven't talked too much about, but, uh, you know, but continuing through our marriage and through our, through our children's existence, daddy was always making turkey callers. So we had Morgan's turkey callers, and they were always turkey callers that were of his own making, of his own desire to make the sounds that sounded exactly like turkeys to him. And so that was that was a fun thing that we did. And we had a website, and we you know he made the callers and and filled the orders. So so we had Morgan's turkey callers, and and I knew that it really was not going to be sustainable for me to continue making turkey collars. And I, I, in a, in a certain way, I know that Kenny would have, he would have hoped that, or he did. And then maybe they can be made again one day, but I knew that we could do the book. I knew that that would be important to do immediately. And so in developing the book, one of the last things that I did is say, okay, I need to have kind of a new name for it. And so we came up with this name and there's a logo that's on the book. And so Morgan's Americana is the name of our publishing company. And we had kind of gone back and forth, but we really turned out to like, at a certain point, we thought maybe it's Morgan's America. You know, we wanted it to be broader than, than just saying wild turkeys or turkey hunting, because we just felt that, and I say we, a close family and team, that it, it had a, a broader appeal. And so Americana came on the, the radar screen. And just the concept that Americana, I think people, sometimes the, the patriotic red, white, and blue of America, it occasionally it gets twisted, if that makes sense. I mean, some people want to use it for wrong agendas. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how to explain that. But I think that when we really connected to colors of Americana, kind of some rust, you know, the more muted colors and, and images that, that kind of took you back to a simpler time. And Americana ties into kind of collectible things. And so we like that name, Morgan's Americana. So back to the book, America Wild Turkeys and Mongol Dogs, as well as Turkey Hunting and One Man Game, a few combinations of that. They're available on our website, which is at the address wildturkeys.com. Mm-hmm. So that is wildturkeys.com. You can go to it. You can find out more about Kenny. You can find out more about his beliefs, his background, and and the book. And you can order the book from wildturkeys.com. Yeah. All right. Well, I sure do appreciate you sharing that information with us and sharing information about the book as well. And I'm going to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite passage or two or three or four lines sure. or a paragraph from the book that you want to share with us? Oh, absolutely. Let, let's see. Let me let me give you one. one. One of my very favorites is one of the last things that he wrote, and it's in the dedication. And I can tell you that right away. This is the first thing he said in this dedication. He's, Kenny says, in his great scheme of things, God has instilled in us his prized quality, among them the hunter-gatherer instinct present in us all. This instinct has enabled us to proceed through history at an accelerated rate to not only survive but to flourish. This instinct within us as Americans has been profound, enabling us to make America 
the greatest nation in history. And if you will, allow me one more paragraph. Yes. But alas, darkness seeks to undermine and weaken this vital element within our souls. Yet, after 35 years of teaching our young people, I can assure you that this hunter-gatherer instinct among our most admirable traits is still present in our youth, no matter what the outside influences may be. Very nice. And I think it's 100% dead on because it's not being nurtured. It's there. I don't think it will ever go away. And it's up to us, those of us who enjoy the outdoors, those of us who enjoy hunting, who enjoy fishing, to nurture that in kids and adults as well who've never had the opportunity to get in touch with that instinct that we have. And it's up to us to introduce them to it and to help to grow that and nurture that. And, you know, it's not, it's a conversation I had with Brenda Valentine last week. It's not for everybody, but to okay. some extent it is because whether, whether they end up being hunters or they end up being fishermen or they end up being hikers or whatever it happens to be, to enjoy the outdoors. That is in all of us. And I think there are a lot of people out there who just have never reached out, or I guess I should say who have never reached in to tap that instinct that they have and really, you know, try to work on that and bring it out. So that's right. That is a that's a great passage. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I, I I'm so appreciative myself. I could I could do a couple more that may human nature or uh wildlife or turkeys so if you want to do a couple more i will i'll try to just do some that are short and funny please do absolutely okay well the beginning of the book let me kind of get into a turkey thing this isn't all that funny but it's just kind of like kenny and he's talking about a turkey he says during my high school days armed with a little bit of knowledge i first ascertained that the wild turkey was indeed a primitive bird it looks like a reptile and acts like a mammal Mm-hmm. So, you know, that he's just telling you facts that he's been thinking about for, yeah. at that point, been thinking about it for like 10 years, you know. Um, this is another one. It just, again, these are just kind of random, but this is after he's been, uh, he's in a, in a chapter called Basic Lessons from a Master Hunter, and he's um, he's in a swamp. So he says, if I had called again while he was coming, the bird most likely would have stood in the swamp until dark, gobbling his butt off. (laughs) (laughs) And there's one more thing in the very beginning um, of the book. He introduces a buster, Buster the Mongol dog. Uh But let me just, perhaps I'll just give a little summary from uh, from the blurb that tells you kind of just roughly about that, that Kenny uses the annex of his lovable but uncivilized childhood Mongol dog, Butter, as allegory for human nature with the gentle reminder that how you act matters. And, and then the other thing that kind of captures part of what the book is really about is that it's it's kind of a summary of maybe what it is. It, it Kenny's Kenny Morgan's thoughtful musings on 50 years of pursuing the wild turkey and the practice he's learned along the way to, quote, live artfully. He talks about artfulness and artistry in a number of places in the book. Yeah. And I, I think that that resonates with, you know, fulfillment in life is going to be chasing things that are done more for art's sake than the sake of money for the sake of power. It's like, what is beautiful? What is, and, and you know, what, what's beautiful in nature? What's beautiful in relationship? What's right. beautiful in how we're going to pursue recreation and relationships with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. Well, you bet. And he, <laughs> Kenny would be, he would be very happy that we're talking. I'll, I'll end with the, with the last sentence of the book. And he's telling you just kind of, he's recounting, uh, you know, some, some axioms. He uses words like that. Well, let me review with you some cognitive axioms. I mean, he's a teacher. Now let me review with you some value system axioms. He's a teacher <laughs> who, who's wants you to engage in recreation, you know, mm-hmm. in, in certain, you know, artful ways. But anyway, the very last thing that he says in the book, he says, while this account is not exhaustive and certainly not exclusive, I offer it to anyone who loves America, 
wild turkeys, and yes, mongrel dogs. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, what a great title to a book. Uh, he had the title. I mean, he had the title when he started writing it. He, he It's the second book he was always going to write, and as he started writing it, he had the title, I mean, right away. Yeah. And the only thing we added to it was, is, is a subtitle. The subtitle of the book that I felt licensed to add to it is Life Lessons from a Hunting Master. Yeah. So it's America Wild Turkeys and Mongol Dogs, Life Lessons from a Hunting Master. And it is available only at wildturkeys.com. That is correct. That is true right now. We, we've got some other plans, but it, and it, here locally in Baton Rouge, it's, it's available at, at a couple of, um, uh, you know, some great buy local stores, but wildturkeys.com. And I will sign your book as the indie publisher and wrap it and package it and send it to you personally. Well, how about that? In fact, Mr. Andy Galliano, uh, when we hang up, I'm going to get uh, your address because after this lovely interview, I am absolutely going to send you a complimentary set. Oh, well, aren't you sweet? I would not well, be. Thank you very much. I would not be anything but sweet after you've well, been so sweet. Well, you, you don't have to do that, but I certainly do appreciate it. And but I want to. Well, you're very thoughtful, very thoughtful, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show. It has been a total pleasure speaking to you. You and I have been on the phone. What <laughs> people are not going to know is for an hour and a half, because <laughs> you and I spoke for about 45 minutes on the phone, and it was recording, but it was just us chit-chatting. Right. We talked about college football. We talked about tailgating. We talked about turkey hunting. We talked about the mortgage business and construction, and we just had a good old time. <laughs> we did. We did. Listen, there is one more thing that I want to say. I would be completely remiss if I did not share this with the readers, with the gentle readers and the gentle listeners. Mm-hmm. In the book itself, the book contains an afterword. Actually, there's two things. They probably would be interested. There is about a six-page appendix that is a a recapturing of an article that Jim Cassida wrote in Turkey and Turkey Hunting Magazine. It's called King Morgan Remembering the Great, Part 23, and that was the kind of chapter for his his Jim's book. But what I actually wanted to say is that the afterword of this book is written by our children, Kenneth Morgan and Amelia Morgan. And it's beautiful. They each had a beautiful part. Kenneth is 19, Amelia is 16. I'll read one last quote, and then and then that will be it. This is from Kenneth Hart, although Amelia's was equally beautiful. Kenneth said, my father's insistence on mending the turkey hunting world by setting higher ethical standards also applies to all facets of society. If one part of society can be changed for the better, then society as a whole can be changed as well. Very well said. Thank you. Very well said. Yeah. Thank you, Andy, so much for this generous amount of time. And I'm so looking forward to just knowing that some wonderful listeners are, are hearing Kenny's message. Well, I am, as I mentioned, very excited about reading the book and learning more about his message. I feel as if I have a good understanding of what that message is just from following Morgan's Americana on Twitter. All right. And you throwing those quotes from the book up there as tweets. And so I think that's awesome. And I encourage everyone listening that if you are on Twitter, whether you follow me or you don't, you need to go and follow Morgan's Americana. Oh, sure. No problem. The Twitter handle is at Wild Turkeys USA. That's uh-huh. at Wild Turkeys USA. And uh, so I'd love to, love to connect and follow with any of you. That would be when fantastic. You, when you guys out there listening, when you follow Sally on Twitter, send her a tweet and just let her know that you heard about her on the show and that you're following her from the Turkey Hunter podcast, just so that she'll know, and I'm sure that she'll respond back, and you guys can make a connection as well. I know you're going to want to see the short little tweets that she posts out there because they're great. So keep up the good work with all that. Andy, thank you so, so much. Well, you're welcome. And so you also have a Facebook page, though. So tell everyone where they can find you on Facebook as well. Well, that is true, too. We have a Facebook page. Uh, that's called Morgan's Turkey Callers. So that's 
Morgan's Turkey Callers. That would be Facebook slash Turkey Callers. Okay. Facebook slash Turkey Callers. And then finally, if you just kind of say, oh, I'm driving right now. I can't really, you know, focus on all these different things. I'll bet you can remember if you go to our website, there's links to any of this. And you will, as a turkey hunter, you will remember <laughs> wildturkeys.com. And if you if you just go to Wild Turkey, then you'll end up at our wonderful friends at Wild Turkey Bourbon. Absolutely. <laughs> but you just add an S to that. So wildturkeys.com. Kenny picked that URL back in 1998. So. Wow. I'm surprised it was still there, but that's good. That's right. I got to be a little jealous of that. I got. I have to admit, I'm a little jealous of that URL, but it's it's being put to good use. And when someone pulls up that URL. They have to be impressed. Thank you. It's, it really is a fantastic website. So can't say enough good stuff about you or what I've seen of the book so far, and I'm looking forward to it. And let's you and I stay in touch, Sally. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, we will, Andy, for sure. So Thank thanks you for again. taking time to come on the show. Thank you so much, Andy. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Sally. She is a very sweet lady. I appreciate her taking time out of her day to share the story about the book, share the story about the company, share the story about Kenny Morgan, and I hope that you guys will take a minute to connect with Sally and Morgan's Americana on Facebook and Twitter, and also buy a copy of the book or buy a copy of both books. And I don't think you'll be disappointed from looking at the artwork in America, Wild Turkeys, and Mongrel Dogs. I really am blown away. I mean, this is a first-class publication, and I think it's a book that you guys would be tickled to show off in your living room or your office. And I also think you'll really enjoy turkey hunting, a one-man game as well. Like Sally said, that is a book that a lot of people read before turkey season starts. Just as a reminder for all of the things that they need to be doing and don't need to be doing in the turkey woods, as well as a way to get pumped up for the season. So go over to wildturkeyswithans.com and check out everything that Morgan's Americana has to offer. I really appreciate you guys tuning in this week. I know that you have choices and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.